Hello and welcome to The Secret Layer, the home of gaming geeks. We hope you enjoy our shows and if you'd like to support us, you can donate to our Patreon. And welcome to D and D two hundred and one. I am Niall, and I'll be your DM. I'm Morgan, and I will be your DM. <laughs> There's a lot of drum, drama, but drama, drama. I'm a dramatic man. And this show is basically us two DMs helping you, a new DM, um, figure out how to do that thing. DM. Yeah, it's pretty good though. Yeah. DMing. What the sh- oh the show the show is fine, but like oh, DM. Okay. <laughs> I just come here to talk to you, Niall. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I feel better at myself by comparison. <laughs> Uh, ruthless absolutely ruthless um so yeah uh this is not for players so if you are a player fuck off just why we tell you every week why are you still unless you pick this episode by random in which case i guess there's literally a whole show made for you yeah we've it done this already this is not for you fucking hell just let us have our secret can meetings we just, in secret. for once for once can you not look at our notes i did just, put i did put our secret meetings online for everyone to listen to yeah but we told them not to <laughs> yeah we said please. I nah. Feel, I feel we actually like, said fuck off, but... Yeah. yeah, I feel like, you know, doing the whole Garden of Eden, you know what I mean? Eat yeah. from anything apart from this tree. Don't eat from the D&D 201 tree. <laughs> the D&D tree of knowledge. Yes, we, we, will give you, we will give you shame, like the apple. <laughs> but yeah, today we are... Um, we, we're, we're doing villains. We're still continuing with NPCs, but we're doing our villains. <laughs> 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 Villains. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Maybe the real villain was the NPC we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> so we've kind of got we've kind of got our campaign villain. This glamour bard that we've talked about. Yes, that is true. However, it doesn't hurt to have another villain. Oh, you want to just create a whole no, I new thing? We should make someone else. All right, cool. I've done it before. We'll do it again. I think it's. <laughs> I mean, that is a rule as a DM as well. Like I, you have done it before. You, you will, will do, do it, it again. again. I mean, I quite like as a broad sense. So I, I actually thought this was the default school of thought until recently that you shouldn't build a campaign world for one campaign. That you should build it for multiple campaigns. I thought that was just how everyone operated. They were like, "Why? Because why would you go to so much work to make a world and then mm-hmm. do one campaign in it?" Mm-hmm. Um, which often means my campaign worlds are not built around the campaign specifically. It's like I've built the world and put a campaign in it. So if we are going from that model of this is the campaign world, you're going to have multiple villains in that setting. So let's give the listeners a kind of an example of like, hey, if you wanted to do, or if we we're doing it, let's have another villain somewhere else that maybe their schemes interfere with ours at some point. Not not necessarily, but maybe it just kind of happens. I always like the idea that there are multiple things going on at one time. Yeah. And it, it makes the world feel more alive as well. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I do. I also do like, um, there was, oh, there's another system which I saw someone talking about, which has something called faction turns. So like you have, as well as your individual players, you have factions, of different groups that are read by different people. And then in between sessions, you'll have like, right, we're going to do a faction turn. So all these factions are going to roll dice on the specific things they want to do. And then once you've done that, you're like, right, okay, how does this affect the wider game and how does this affect the players? That's super cool. So if we have make a villain today, we can have them as a faction. And despite the fact they've got nothing to do with the campaign, they may affect it by what they do on their faction turn. So create multiple villains that are just alive and living in your setting is 
pretty good. You can have that kind of complexity to it. That's super cool. I like that. All right, so we've got our we've got our glamour bard who you know I did I did have some thoughts on that actually. Oh yeah, I was just thinking like I'd quite like them to be an elf that worships Loth. Okay. But like not a drow elf. Just a drow, just an elf. Yeah. He's like, I wish my ancestors had gone with her rather than stayed with Corellian. Well, just just the idea between the difference between Corellian and Lolf is that Corellian's kind of like, oh, I'm going to run around and just be chaotic and stuff. Whereas Lolf was like, no, if we take permanent forms, then we actually get to make, we actually get to influence this world. And that kind of seems very much like what that bad guy's doing. Yeah. Is influencing the world. Yeah, I do like that. And I thought maybe they could pretend like they worshipped Asmodeus because what they actually do is worship Loth. Because Asmodeus is okay to worship in this world. Yeah. I quite like that. Yeah. It's okay to worship him, just don't do evil shit, I guess. Well, I, th- I think at the end of the day, I think Asmodeus would probably be seen as a saviour yeah. with questionable methods. Yeah, we've said this before. It's like worshipping an evil god isn't itself a crime. Well, it's, I'm evil. No one would say evil god. No. But worshipping a quote-unquote evil god is fine. Just don't do evil things. Yeah. Like, if you start sacrificing people, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. If you're just like, no, nah, this guy's all for law and order. Let's make sure this happens. Um, with a vengeance exactly yeah like I am I do imagine Asmodeus is like just having a shit ton of paladins <laughs> I mean they're here to, we're here to make law yeah we're here to make law you fucked up <laughs> and I'm about to fuck you up because of it yeah but sorry yeah sorry that was just a little bit of a thought that I had in between yeah cool um, that, I like between that. Stuff. but Let's come up with a new a new villain. Uh, so this is totally... We've got this political intrigue game of kingdoms going against... Well, this kingdom going against itself. There's multiple allegiances. There's multiple barons. And at the heart of it is this glamour bard who is essentially trying to get everyone to, to fight and usurp the king whilst acting as the king's loyal servant. That way, nobody would suspect that it's them. Should we go much simpler? Yeah. I'd quite like to go quite monstrous. So like pulling out an interesting monster from the monster manual and doing something with them. So like the book, I mean, I don't don't do this one, but the book recommends like a vampire bad guy. Like let's have like a monster as our antagonist. Okay. So we can have- To the monster manual. Here we are flicking through. Yeah, this is what you do, right? This is, I think this is a really good process of like, what do I want to do? Who haven't I played with? So I mean- 100%. This is all I ever do is I, I hear of something that I like and then I'm like, boom, this is what- Mind Flayer. Why do we do a Mind Flayer? <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> because I've wanted to do a Mind Flayer. Let's do a Mind Flayer. Because you've got Mind Flayer shit in there. You've got- um, I can't find it though. <laughs> and I'm uh, like, where is it? Is it Eye for a Lithid? Uh, maybe. I saw an Alune earlier. A loon? Yeah, a loon. Alhoon. A loon. It's an alone. A loon. A loon. A loon. A loon. A loon. So, we're going to do, we're going to make ourselves a mind flayer. Now, so I remember someone ages ago, I remember reading online someone saying that mind flayer stat blocks are really disappointing compared to their lore. Right? Well, all right, go on. Because I, I have a thought about that. But my, with the, with the thing I said is the scary thing about seeing one mind flayer it's not one mind flayer seeing you it's 20 yeah and also mind flayers don't fight you toe to toe yeah you are if you are going up against a mind flayer you are going up against all its thralls <laughs> if you're in a hive all the mind flayers perhaps an elder brain maybe an elder brain dragon like you're not there's never going to be a point where a mind flayer will see you and go i'm going to take you out by myself because they're not stupid what were you going to say <laughs> the exact same thing i was literally going to say Oh yeah, no one fly, one flying mayor, <laughs> one flying mayor, one John Mayer is quite scary, but multiple John Mayers is terrifying. 
say. One, um, yeah, one, one John Mayer uh, oh, is, no. is, is like, they're There's, really formidable opponents. But what makes them scary is when you've got one John Mayer and he's got a load of mini intellect devourers with him. Right? Yeah, it is. Because intellect devourers, for such a low CR, oh. are incredibly dangerous. Oh, like, you fail one saving throw. Your brain is gone, you are dead. Gone. But um, what you do with that is you actually introduce NPCs that the Mind Flayer intellect devourers can take over, and yeah. then boom, you've got a lot of NPCs. But I also think monsters. something that's really interesting about Mind Flayers as well. Sorry, who? My, I'm not calling <laughs> them. I'm not doing that. John Mayer, the no. Mind Flayer. No, we're not naming the Mind Flayer John Mayer. It's Why? not happening. That's his human name. His actual name is... <laughs> <laughs> it's written in Qualif. You can't read it. It's kind of pronounced... <laughs> but my friend's but in John. your head you hear, My name is John Mayer. I'm waiting for the world to change. Um, but what I love about them... I am going to push through this. I am plodding through. Me and all my friends were all just misunderstood. <laughs> they say we're eating people's brains. Yep, that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> it's like Tarask all over again. Ooh, we should make a Tarask. It's like a villain. That could be part of it. Have you heard about that planet? Mind which flight, is, a lethid Tarask. There's a theory that the Tarasks, not a theory, there's a thing somewhere. I don't know if it's like official content or what, but Tarasks on Earth or uh, Toril are like that because. The atmosphere makes them stupid. On their home planet, they're really intelligent, and they're just people, but huge. That's hilarious. <laughs> just like they're fallen, just like giants. Just like a fallen society, just running. Just like, oh, hi, I'm Mr. T. Tarask. It's nice to meet you. Mr. T. Tarask. I don't know. I'm pretty the fool. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says about the stupid Tarask. No, oh, I pity the fool. <laughs> Imagine going to Toriel. I pity the fool who goes to Toriel. Losing man. Uh, um, Goddamn man. What happened know. to me? <laughs> Mr. First name, Mr. Middle name, seriously. Last name, T. I like the idea that um, <laughs> I'm, I continue to push through. I will, I will, we will record a podcast on villains. Good for you. I'm recording a podcast about John Mayer and <laughs> Mr. T. <laughs> but that's really cool. I like that idea. I don't know if it's true or like a, like a, a fan made thing or what, but that sounds like a, like a, a meme. Like, so he's yeah. like, imagine if. <laughs> I can also see it being a spell jammer thing. Like they've just been oh, like, yeah. oh, if you guys, you find a planet of Tarasks and they're actually just fine. The thing is, like, old D&D is fucking wild. Yeah. Like we all think, I think, I think because 5e is so like easy to get into and so like wonderful to just jump in and play with so much mm-hmm. lore. And in the published 5th e books, as soon as you start going back and reading any old you shit. You scratch a little yeah, bit under that surface. Like, or what the actual f- I mean there's actual rules out there for god stats. Yeah. I remember my what? friend I remember my friend complaining because they recently made a, Ve- a Vecna stat block. Yeah. And he said, "Don't give it a stat block because that means I can kill it." Yeah. And I quite like that because I like the idea like gods don't have stat blocks because it's a god. Have you read the god stat blocks? No. Corellan has like 1000 HP. That's that's, his, that's that's their avatar. Yeah, Not them. No, their avatar. Yeah, no, no, their the avatar's avatar, different. The avatar's yeah. different. It's like when you give a god a, a stat block, it's like, well, I can yeah. kill it now. No, it's, no, you can only kill a god on its home turf, yeah. where it's even more powerful. Yeah, but even then, I'm like, <laughs> anyway, they made um, weapons to kill gods. That's fun. Kill and dethrone god. I well, yeah. every single another every day, single another campaign day, I've ever topic. done, people the line "kill and dethrone god" comes up with a certain group of players. Mind flares. <laughs> So, what I love about Mind Flayers is if you go through the Monster Manual, there are so many Monster stat blocks that say the word Mind Flayer in yeah. it, because they are everywhere. Yeah. Um, Aurora. They're like, you've got, you've got like, um, what are they called? 
uh, Quagoths, which are like Mind Flayer Servants. You've got Intellect Devourers, which are Mind Flayer Servants. You've got um, the Gith Yankee and then the Gith Zerai. Which fight Mind Flayers. Their history is tied to Mind Flayers. Oh, there's a new Spelljammer monster that's fucking... Like, it makes me want to throw up looking at it. it. It's a two-headed worm. It's like a two-headed worm thing with arms and legs, and it looks fucking horrific. It's fucking disgusting. In fact, give me a sec. I need to show you a picture of this fucking ugly (laughs) motherfucker. Like, genuinely fucking horrific, Morgan. This thing, this thing is what... I'm typing in your name for some reason. (laughs) Into Google, I started typing in Morgan. It's because I said your name. Say my name. Honestly, mate, like... I th- I th- just thinking about it makes me want to throw up a little bit. Sometimes, sometimes the D and D guys they just come up with something that I'm like, no. <laughs> that was the uh, no. That was the elder brain dragon for me, which for some oh, reason. Oh, that was cool. But so many people like were like, oh, I love it. I'm like, what? What? Uh, to be fair, I'm I'm with them. I, I'll- oh, here it is, isn't it? Sirlon. Yeah, they work with mind flayers. They're their own race of things. Just oh. Uh- it's fucking hideous. You gonna show me? You yeah. Show me? Oh. oh, I'm just looking at it being creeped out. That's what they look like. Oh, right. What? It's got one head. No, no, no. I'm gonna get you another picture. What? Wait, I don't like it. Yeah. It's like a. Go on, try and describe it. I think it's because it's somewhat like phallic a little bit. It's extremely phallic. It's like it's like a weird double-ended dildo with spider legs and Hooves. one. Yeah, and they've got hooves with like little little hoofed f- cleft feet, and then it's got a hand. It's got two hands, and they've got like like a you know like the claw from Toy Story. <laughs> That's what it looks like. That's the leader. That's what the leader looks like, Morgan. Oh, it's got two no. heads. One on its head and one on its butt. No, it don't have a bum head. It's got Ooh. no eyes, oh. and it's got little, little hairs that stick oh. out. That's foul. And they eat people. That is. They eat people. Get this right. They can perform a ritual where once they've eaten you, they become you. They look exactly oh, like you. So horrible. All other Sirlons know. Is it Sirlon? It begins with a P, but I'm assuming the P's silent. Because how do you even say that? Pusilon. Solon. 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 Regardless, it's fucking disgusting. But once they've taken over your body, once they've taken your shape, other Solons know that that's another one of them. Mm. It's it's irreversible apart from like a, I think they have to do like a greater restoration thing or a wish. I don't like it. It's fucking disgusting, Mm. right? And essentially they work with mind flayers because mind flayers eat the brains. The Solons take everything else. Mm. Anyway, mind flayers. John Mayers. Oh my God. You're smiling. That's all. Um, that counts. So yeah, my players are you can you can throw a lot of shit at your players before they realise they're dealing with a mind flayer. Yeah. Okay. And I guess the other thing we want to consider is: do we want to be dealing with a single mind flayer or a group? If we're dealing with a single mind flayer, we have to think why we're dealing with a single mind flayer. I think a group. A group. Oh no! Because if we're dealing with a single mind flayer, the most likely option, which is given in. Um, Volo's guide or ultra lithid is is the uh, no not the lithiad the um, Alhoun that's trying to become an lithilich because mind flayers don't like arcane magic yeah they do psionics um, but a mind flayer that wishes to pursue arcane magic separates itself from the elder brain because the elder brain won't let it do it mm. and that's the only real circumstances mind flayers operate by themselves is when they are trying to become an lithilich or because mm, uh, an, an lithiad is like they take a bunch of the mind flayers with them, so that's not a bad idea. We have we could have like a a a new colony being founded. I was gonna say I quite like the idea of like 
a mind flayer trying to go out on its own and create a new colony with like an, a group of other mind flayers. Because yeah, do you know what I mean? It kind of. I think I think the best way to do it is kind of like introduce your players to one mind flayer really well, but then realize that they're part of a hive mind with one. What they call what? I think look it up. I think it's Ulithiard. Definitely begins with a U. Also, definitely a great monster because you can give your players the risk of becoming uh, getting seramorphosized. Yeah, a, a Ulithirid. Is it Ulithirid? Uh, that would be how I would interpret that. Let's have a look, listeners. All right, I'm going to call it a Ulithirid. Yeah, Ulithirid. Ulithirid. Yeah, I'll stick with Ulithirid. Which is very close to ultra Ulithirid. <laughs> Yeah. If this was an anime, and they probably went. They probably went like, "Let's call that an ultra lithid." We can't call that an ultra lithid. Let's call it the goddamn ultra lithid. That's close. That's fine. <laughs> That'll do. Yeah, they're they're pretty much like the same, but they've got better. They've just got better stats. Which just, I think only just a little bit better stats as well. Yeah, by two challenge ratings as well. Is it two? I thought it was one. Oh, I could be wrong. Anyway, yeah, one or two challenge ratings. They've got more tentacles and they're longer. So basically, you'll get um, so. In an elder, for those that don't know, I guess, in a lithid society, you've got the elder brain, which is a big brain in the bowl of brine, um, which is uh, in that brine, there's loads of mind flayer tadpoles, which are these, um, the mind flayer tadpole gets put into a uh, prospective mind flayer, usually goes in through like the eyes, or the ears, eats their brain, and then the person becomes a mind flayer um, and then joins, connects up to the elder brain. Every now and again, an Eleutheard will be created. Um, the Elder Brain tries to stop this by eating any Mindflayer that might be one. And then when they do appear, that's usually a sign of like some of the Mindflayers are going to break off and go to make their own colony. Or sometimes, to be fair, sometimes it does state that they become like the favoured servant of the Elder Brain. Yeah. It kind of like... it. They're, they're like a Mindflayer but stronger. So either the Elder Brain's like, oh, I've got a strong servant, or they're like, right, I'm going to go become an Elder Brain now. Because yeah. that's that's what the break off means is the oh, oh, oh fucking hell Ulithrid. Thank you. <laughs> the Ulithrid. Hang on, let's give you a clean one so we can just edit it in. <laughs> Ulithrid. <laughs> I quite like the struggle. Just I, go, well. uh, uh. I think it'd be even better for you to go ah uh, ah uh. Ulithrid. <laughs> um, yeah, I um I quite like I quite like the um the idea that. Illithrid has come from maybe maybe like during this civil war which is essentially going on mm. there is like we can like you can have like maybe very early in the campaign um be like oh you know there's been rumors of a fallen star somewhere and people are like oh you know that's a sign from the gods kind of thing yeah and then you hear about people yes. going on pilgrimages to find the fallen star oh, fuck. and then and then people are going missing because they never come back oh, and what fuck. actually is, is it's a it's a spaceship from space and it's a load of mind flayers that have come to colonize oh, no, no, no. it wasn't a load of mind flayers it was just nulithrid and as people came to find out what was going on Became a lot of mind flayers. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it, cool. it was almost cool. like an out a, a mind flayer outreach program. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe mind flayers didn't exist in the world before this happened. Maybe they in our world. Yeah. Maybe. So that's quite scary yeah. because that means nobody knows what this is. No one knows what this is. There's no information in libraries, which is a good way to create horror. Yeah. Everyone. I mean, the only unfortunate thing is that it, this would be good for new players. 
because they'd have no idea what this was. Even even I don't know everything about Mind Flayer. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I'm, I've been playing D&D for years. I've fought a couple of Mind Flayers. Don't but, know much about them. Uh, no, it's, it's not that. It's I forget. Yeah. But, As a DM, I've run a few. But I, like I have the, to keep yeah. going back and be like, what the fuck can these like, fuckers do? <laughs> all of a sudden, maybe the player's the first ones to go to the starship, but the starship is now emptied. They've gone. Because the Ulitharid has got enough Mind Flayers... Start. It'd be underground, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's now gone. Yeah. It's like, right, I've got enough, I'm going to start a colony. Goes to nearby city, fight, maybe it places its colony near underground, near a nearby city, and it's starting to feed off the populace. I think a Eulithrid becomes an elder brain as well. It does. Right? So it needs to it needs to create enough it needs to get enough resources to create a brine, to create a ritual yeah. and then perform that ritual to become the elder brain. So that's all right, let's have That's our villain's goal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, already coming back to the villainous stuff. Goal. What's the goal of your villain, bro? To become Oh, dude, dude, get the place to kill a dragon. Get the elder brain to get on that dragon. <laughs> Get an elder brain dragon. Ceramorph size your players. Move on. <laughs> Success. We win the game. We, we That's what it's about. <laughs> Don't listen. Right. Listen, guys. Listen, listeners. Reddit is going to fill your mind full of bullshit that this is a player, a joint game <laughs> that we're all trying to have. It's a lie. It's a fucking lie. You're here to win. You understand? You're here to crush their souls and win. That's what we're doing here today. All right. We said that. We said it. Uh, yeah, I know. We were lying to you. have been here long enough. Oh, the players have hopefully dropped off. They, they've left. They've actually gone. They understand they're <laughs> they, not welcome. Yeah, they realise that this is just them. idiots talking. Yeah. About things. No, it's, it's all a ruse. You're you're here to win. <laughs> You've made it to episode seven. That means that means you probably listened to the six. <laughs> you're a true DM, and we can finally tell you the great secret of DM. They're all lying to you. You are here to win, and this is how we win: the mind flies. Goal okay. is to pick, oh, the players might be back, right. The goal is to be... <laughs> quickly before they quick, come back. Quick, quick. So the goal is to become an elder brain, right? Yeah. Short-term... Uh, no, no, the goal is to become an elder brain, right? It is, it is, but it's... Short-term, short-term goal is an elder goal. brain. If, if, uh, if the players fuck it up... Like, right, all I'm going to say was we'll put a dragon nearby that the players can kill slash save, and if they don't deal with that, they're going to deal with an elder brain dragon. Cool. So, um... I guess this is like, uh, in a way, this should kind of not really be end game, but sort of like mid mid game problem. Maybe this is a way to to tie in like um, for the players. Hey, we've got a civil war going on, but there's bigger problems. I quite like it being a different party. I quite like if we're running two. I'm visioning it like you've got one party that's dealing with the civil war and one party that's dealing with this other problem. I don't. I feel like I feel like that's a really strong moment for that party. Can you imagine being halfway through a civil war and then finding out that that thing that everybody thought was God's blessings is actually even more potentially destructive than this civil war that's got? Like, hey guys, I know you all want to be king and discuss who's talking about that, but actually, can we just stop for a second and talk about these aliens? <laughs> mm, that's a really good point. It, I think it creates more drama and more. I think what's important here, as I've said this before, is we don't create plot points, we just create a guy with a goal. Yeah. And then we're like, we just throw it in there. I think for the first, because what would, what would be scary as well is, right, we're quite low level, we go through, we fight one mind flayer, we, you know, you research it, you take it back to a wizard who knows stuff, and then it turns out that that wizard's figured out that this is part of a hive mind, mm. that there's more going on, and you're not, you're not strong enough to fight this shit. I also really like giving my players an opportunity to solve a problem and them not doing it. 
And it getting worse. And it getting worse. Yeah. So if we have the civil war going on, like the like, there's a, we then set up a kind of thing where maybe it feels like a red herring at first, like oh, it's actually just a serial killer, but people are turning up with their brains missing. I guess you talked about this with faction turns. Yeah. Like the idea that like during the game. Whilst people are doing stuff, the factions are getting turns yeah. to do things. So, so the players have to pick yeah. what they deal with. If they yeah. deal, if they, and it's very much a case of like if they think maybe they think we've solved it, we've killed on Mind Flare, we don't look into it, we've dealt with it. All the while, there's other problems growing. And maybe by the time they've finished it, by the time they've completed, finished the civil war and saved the king, and the world is great. The city's fifty percent Mind Flayers. Like the infection has spread now to a point where they are out of, they cannot control it. Yeah, the the mind flayers have now got a, yeah. a foothold within this world. A world that's now stable. And maybe there's the difference between what happens in the game, because if they go early and they try and fight things, then they'll fight uh, an Ulithid. Mm. If they leave it late, what they're actually fighting is a colony with an elder brain. Yeah. That's got its eyes sound a dragon. And if yeah, if they leave it long enough, they've it's got a, a mobile elder brain. Yeah. Mobile elder brain. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but I saw an elder brain in like you know one of those scooters that people need to use, <laughs> spilling off the side, yeah, just like jelly, There's like tendrils wrapped around the little, and it's just wiggling because because of, of the, the g I think, forces. I think one of the hardest things about mouthflies is getting over the inherent silliness of a brain in the jar. Yeah, just kind of being like, just ignore it. Just come on, it's fine. It's a serious matter. It, in I think the best way to deal with it is genuinely point out how horrifying that is. Yeah. Like one of the one of the coolest things to do with a with anything that's alien is to describe it as um to just go like full like Cthulhu on it and be like, this is actually something that's so alien to you you don't understand it. But yeah, maybe don't just call it a brain at any point. Yeah, exactly. Just be like a horrifying gelatinous gelatinous pink mass yeah. of rivulets and vessels and tendrils coming from it. Sitting You can in see it. blood pumping through it. You can see blood it. pumping through the brain. You can see it's sitting in this green bile. As it swells, and you can feel it's it's looking it, at you. You can feel it's you. It's got no eyes, but you can feel it's looking at you. Yeah, and it's the psychic energy coming off of you is pressing into your mind, like that kind of. And then they're like you never call it brain. You, you can feel the, you can feel like a tidal wave being yeah. pushed upon you, but there is no war. It's just yeah. the feeling of just your a, mind like being a headache pushed against. the whole yeah. time. And like that, at no point do you call it a brain. You're just like horrifying eldritch horror sitting in the brine pool. And then stick that on the back of a dragon, dude. Yeah. Yeah. The more ways you can describe something without calling it by its name is mm. the most useful tool for, for horror. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and especially like finding corpses that are missing eyes. And when you pick them up, their head lolls back because it's, mm. it's, it's lighter. Oh, fun fact. Um, lizards rot from the inside out. So if you ever want to put all the dead lizard folk in something for some, someone, it'll look fine at first. Oh. And then they'll see and it'll be rotted on the inside. And then people will think there's some strange disease going around, but now it's just lizard folk who died. <laughs> little tip for you. little tip for you guys. Um, so yeah, I... Um, That's a cool villain, Is I think, this so far. I, yeah. I'm actually kind of into this. I like the idea that this is complete... Your players will be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Because, and I do like the idea that the fail state for this is that, yeah, they've won the Civil War, and that means they've given the Mind Flayers a stable position to take over. Yeah. Or they deal with it really quickly. And in a way, that kind of makes your other villain not a villain anymore. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, yeah, no, you might not like what I did, but what I've done is made us all stronger. Now let's go kill this other thing. What I like is that you can have... what the, the difference between these two villains, what I want to explore is that our first villain's got nuance. 
Hmm. Right? And I think it's cool to do nuance with humanoid people, like people that have got like thoughts and dreams and passions. Like it doesn't make sense for every orc to be evil. It doesn't make every sense for every, sense for every goblin to be evil. But this is an alien species that has no I like compassion think, for you. I like to think it's like um, I remember someone once. I can't remember who it was, but I remember someone once said like, if an alien invasion happened, right? We don't. They might don't. I went to go see the immersive War of the Worlds, and yeah. I'll be honest with you. I shat myself everywhere. But, this, <laughs> but what I like about that's almost kind of what it is. It's like you might ask this alien, "Why are you invading us?" And they might ask you, "What do you mean?" Yeah, like there's they not no... they don't they don't have a thought process of this is just it's almost like instinct. Yeah, and it's kind of like you can say to a microphone, "Why are you eating my brain?" It's like, what do you Sorry? Mean? What does that mean? I didn't know you had a thought. Yeah, it's like I what's know, yeah. free will? Like I don't. Yeah. What do you mean will? I'm just doing it thing. It's just what do you like, mean wrong? In the same way that a plant <laughs> grows, funguses like yeah. adapt. Mind flyers are just mind flyers. You yeah. cannot reason with them. You cannot talk to them. They're just an oncoming force that will swallow your uh, your planet like a disease. And I guess another reason to to use a mind flayer is because of Stranger Things. Stranger Things has made mind flayers mm-hmm. quite quite big in pop culture. So do you know what I mean? I think I think it's a nice thing to do is actually as a DM remind yeah. people that the, these mind flayers are actually just as terrifying mm-hmm. as Stranger Things, if not more. I think we make these things terrifying again. Not because of their stat block, no. but because of what they do. What they doing. do, yeah. yeah it's the same with any monster, is their stat block is a stat block, and you can kill it, but what, what's scary about it is what it does. That's what makes a monster a monster, yeah. is its behavior. Not not what it looks like, not what it can do or it can't do. It's 100% the animalistic instinct that it follows. And that's what that's why when you call someone human a monster, what you're actually saying to them is, is your behavior is inhumane. Mm. What you do is you've 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 turned something into something beyond a humanoid, and it is something that's there to follow its base instincts, which is eat them brains. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're here to eat brains, and they're here but not- <laughs> eat brains and get laid. <laughs> and I'm all, all of brains. brains. <laughs> but I like the idea that like they've taken over the city, and it's like it's this dark nefarious scheme. But you speak to the mind flayer, and they're like, "What's well, the best way to eat brains?" If I take over the city, yeah. I'll have access to other cities to eat more brains. And the reason the reason that I scare you is because you taste better when you're afraid. Yeah, I I have no comprehension of the fact this is wrong. I have slaves because it's the best way to get about things. I have. What do you mean slaves? They're dead. They're thralls. Oh, but yeah. sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're just guys. It's like, well, they're thralls or whatever. Yeah. Look at that. I don't understand. We don't have an Wait, economy. It's alive. What are you complaining yeah. about? Oh, yeah. We don't have an economy. Like, why would we? I, and they, you can't even have this new conversation with them because they'd just be like, what? I don't want anything. I need to eat brains. Eat, yeah. You cannot reason with them. Like, I'm here to eat brains because that is what I need to do. Nothing else. That, that is, is cool. the thing that. And then the horrifying moment when they're like, we can't reason with this guy. It's just not going to happen. It's just, we're never going to. We're never gonna. The closest you can reason to is the elder brain. I quite like the idea of like maybe maybe you allow your players to reason with it, and it's like okay, no, no, no. We will we will stop our attacks if you send us a hundred people a month. Oh, go fully. Um, what's it called? Um, Children of Earth from Torchwood. What's that? Have you seen that? No, I All didn't right. watch Torchwood. Spoilers for Torchwood, a show that came really out the old TV show years ago. One of the oh, it's, it is horrifying. Torchwood was Doctor Who, but scarier. There That's were, all I know about it. Oh, so you have the <laughs> I think it's called Children of Earth, and basically, fifty years ago, some aliens came to Earth and was like, "Give us seven kids, or we'll destroy your planet." And they went, "Okay, we'll give them seven kids," because they were like, "That's fifty years ago it was like five billion people." So we give them seven children. They gave them seven children. Captain Jack actually gave them the seven kids. <gasps> and they took them off. John Barrowman, no. They returned 50 years later. 
for more kids. Yeah. This time a lot more kids. How many? 14? I, can't I think it was like, <laughs> like half the population of it. It was like a lot of kids. Oh, wow. That's ridiculous. And they turned up and they were like, give us more kids. And they came onto the ship to see them. The kids they gave them 50 years ago were still alive, strapped to the monsters, being used as drugs. And there's a moment where you see this child's face turn and look out the glass. And it's the most... It, it stuck with me to this. It's horrifying. Yeah. And that kind of like alien and maybe people think something like oh it's fine they'll be died but we'll move on and have the idea that they're maybe they're powering some horrifying machine perhaps they still exist i mean this is these are really heavy themes you can be really yeah well it's it's horror at the end of the day i think i think the best way if you if the best way personally to use a mind flayer and any aberration is through horror even beholders are aberrations and should be considered i think that if you want to make your monsters monsters make them fucking terrifying like Describe their features. Yeah. Describe what what is horrifying. And they're so easy. They're like mind flayers. And I think there's so many things in D&D. And it's hard. It is hard. But there's so many things in D&D which you can really ham up or scary. Sorry, I interrupted you. But you can really ham up No, yeah. Them. We're talking about the same thing. It's all good. And I think I think that's right. I think, um, but personally, I don't find it half as compelling when I'm not slightly terrified by whatever I'm going against. You know, I've heard of a dragon. What terrifies me about a dragon is when I'm fighting a dragon and mm. four out of five of my party are down and I'm the last one standing. Mm. And it goes, oh, he's just recharged his breath weapon. Yeah. That, to me, is terrifying. But it's, in, it's the build-up as well, right? Yeah. It's the kind of... I mean, I've made players scared of stuff, which... So, for example, Duoblex is the Demon Lord of Ooze. Mm. He's a big old pile of ooze and grime. Oh, oh, that sounds unpleasant. And it's really hard to kill. Oh, that's unpleasant. My players interacted with it and encountered it. And you can make it scary. You can make it like you... So, basically, what happened was they encountered Duoblex. He filled all these two, these kind of uh, tunnels and pipes. And they didn't know what it was at first. I was like, you encounter... Something you can't quite understand. These tunnels are filled with slime and ichor drips. and You feel like a shiver down your spine. You talk about how they feel, the things they're seeing, and it's like the stench is foul. You almost can't take another step forward. And then someone goes, someone thought there was like a news. They knew. And they're like, are you in there? And it's like, you're here in your minds. No. And they all had kind of heard of this thing. And all of a sudden this build up, they went, oh. Yeah. Or as if I said, you see the demon lord of Uza, but you can really hang it up. Same with dragons. You're in an empty chamber, then you hear a slither behind you. You can't see it. It's like a green dragon's perfect for this. Mm. You hear a beating of wings, and like you can't see, you don't know where it is. Because dragons are scary. Make them fucking scary. They literally have a, an ability called frightening presence. Exactly. Just being around, the, like I, I had, I had like a. This was to be fair. This is this, you can listen to this. This is Eternal Army. Um, it was a show I did called the Into the Wastelands, the Eternal Army, and essentially the idea was the players come into contact with these beings called the Eternal Army, who are godlike beings, and their power is meant to be frightening. And I just said that he looks at you with, with someone, and you don't know why, but there's something innately in you that terrifies him. Roll a, roll a wisdom saving throw. And it's about, you know, sometimes, you, you, most of the time you let your players play the game, but sometimes it's nice to tell your players how they feel about a certain situation to give them the ability to react yeah. to it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to tell them exactly what they do, but just say, this is a feeling that you get. This is the feeling that's currently passing through your mind. This is the thought that's currently passing through your mind. And even when you're like, so I know I've I've um, heard people talk about this, sometimes you have a player which is like, I'm a big strong man, 
people don't scare me. You can even say something to them like, even you. Yeah. Who a is a so big strong man who is not fear, scared of anyone. Fear is not the right word, but you know you're outmatched. Mm. Deep within you, you know you can't take this. And it's like, it's maybe it's not even fear, it's like, but you can still explain. It's a cold logic yeah. of understanding that you this thing fucked. before you is better than you. Um, but you can, but then when you come to the truly alien, like the things we're doing with Mindfires, it's fucked. I mean, I'm, I'm already thinking of like, right, so we don't really have in writing, as far as I know, the process for making an elder brain. Even if we do, I think we can build a good one. And I do like the idea if we do, are going horrified the sacrifice or the things that are being pulled away I quite like they keep finding brainless corpses but also people are disappearing both things are happening maybe some of the disappearances are related to our evil bard some of the disappearances because their mind flayers are taking them and they need living subjects to be drained and you can perhaps have a moment where they go into a room and you see people like hooked up I have to be completely honest spoiler alert if anybody's going to go see War of the Worlds the immersive experience that was the most terrifying part was being in the ship and seeing people being drained of blood because that's what they do in in the Martians in War of the Worlds drain people of their blood and seeing people being picked up by these vast machines within this green lit black dark almost organic uh, you were in a pod you were in an organic pod it was in London it was horrific it was brilliant but, but like that- genuinely I, I had to say to myself there's a bit where there's the whole time there's this claw hanging in front of me and I said to myself that claw is going to come and try and grab you and try and drain your blood But it's not and you need to remember that it's not real Yeah, it's not real and it's okay and that this is just fun otherwise you will break something <laughs> or someone because I'm wearing you're wearing VR goggles oh uh, okay oh v- any game in VR is a horror game any game <laughs> Any game in VR is Animal Crossing horror game. Oh, are you? Yes. The fucking landlord could be behind me at any moment ready to take my money. No, but any game in that's, VR. That's just a real game. For me. That's, that's too real. But any game in VR is terrifying. So, oh, but yeah, imagine. no, doing that. And then, then it reached out and it started grabbing me. And I knew it was actors and I knew that they were like just oh, grabbing no, me. Oh, no, they weren't touching but, you. But no, they've got like clips. Oh. They've got like clips so you can feel it like oh. poking you. And you can see this thing trying to grab at you and I was just like you fucking bastards oh you fucking twat and I had to laugh because if I didn't I was gonna I was gonna grab it because if that happened to me if in that situation there I I woke up in a pod and there was a thing hanging out it wouldn't take me two I'd literally look out grab it and start trying to escape yeah it wouldn't take me two seconds uh, I would I and would you literally, had to be like just actors it's just, it's just actors. fun this is all good fun my survival kicks in and my heart rate starts beating like nobody's business so I think it's crazy I think we can really ham up on a lot of these things right so I think and I think do yeah <laughs> and I think like it's it's the idea of I mean you think of and a lot of this is kind of as the plan goes along but the idea of coming into a room and seeing hundreds of living souls being drained to create this horrifying also knowing you could have stopped it horrifying yeah all the all that the mind flares and thralls have been doing is building 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 underneath this sea as well like maybe that you know depending on what's what what happens during this campaign depending on what level this gets to if this gets to the worst case scenario where the elder brain is built uh, or the the illiterate the the illiterate has like one then then maybe maybe you do as a party are invited to the Ulithrid's city for talks of peace mm. and you see what it's doing mm. and it says to you yeah we we we'll just stay here if you give us 100 people mm. and then and um, you're like why and it says for our work 
Do you know I, what I, mean? I like what the, is your work to I, build? I do like the idea of no big bad guy, no yeah. evil overtures, just being like, well, like they come, it's like, why have you done this? It's like to grow. Yeah. Why are you growing? To survive. To what do you mean? Like just Ill, no comprehension. Why have you? Why have you brought us here? Oh well, we're pretty sure you'll stop us growing, so you have to. Go. Well, not that you'll stop us, but that you'll try to. Yeah, you'll try and stop us growing. We don't want that, so we'll deal with it now. And it. That's we, it. we've we've been watching you. And we understand that you are fairly intelligent, so okay. you understand that we that we, you cannot yeah, stop this, yeah. and it's better that we do this in a way where things you are choose easier. to you choose to be part of this that's rather than now. yeah, that's fucking terrifying. And just just <laughs> that cult, and I think especially playing D anD D, you expect a big nefarious villain, just them being like, and really, even as you yeah, attack really them, not. they're not angry, they're not upset, they're not confused, they're just like trying to kill you because they're like this is the situation. This is expected. As they die, they're like. There will be more. Or they'll have a backup. They'll just be like, oh, okay, cool. Just the scary knowledge of there will be more of mm. us. We know where you live. Yeah, we know where you are. You're Mark. I am but or, the first. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and just that there's no fear. There's nothing. They're just like completely just like. It's alien is what it is. Yeah. Because we're so human and we're so full of emotion and passion. Something alien. I'm really isn't. scared. I'm really, <laughs> this is, I'm fucked up by this. I think this is, this is cool. Because it tight it. It taps into primal fears of mm. everything against what we are. That's why we think people who don't empathize with us as the monsters. Mm. Like somebody who can do horrible things to someone else out of joy freaks us out because we we don't get it. Have you seen Black Mirror? Yeah. Have you seen the one where they... Oh, spoilers for Black Mirror, again, it's been out for ages, but the one where they're soldiers and they're made to think they're killing insects. That was really good, yeah. That's what we did. That's the, That's what you're saying, right? They could only kill them because they were told they're monsters. Um, but I like the idea. Is again, you picture, build up a picture, and you're at the height of the monster. We're gonna have this glory. Even if they kill them, they're gonna be like, "There's no." They don't give them satisfaction mm. because they, there's even if they kill the Lithurid, there's mind flyers left. And it, you know something, something even more simple is you kill the Lithurid and you kill all the mind flayers, and then the ship takes off into space. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. You yeah. just watch it take off into space by itself. You have no idea what caused it. You have no idea what called it. You have no idea if anybody's driving it. All you know is that something escaped. Or they get some satisfaction. The Lithuids killed. There's no final speech, nothing. It's just dead, done. Yeah. Maybe they've dealt with all the mind flayers and they've all gone. And then you end the campaign with maybe a perfect situation. There's one left. One person left. It's like you're sitting in a tavern. It's been 20 years. You've been on various adventures at this point. Uh, and as you kind of sit down for the usual fare at a tavern, you know, a meat stew, kind of stale bread on the side, a mug of ale, and you hear someone talking behind you. Did you hear this been a fallen star? Oh, did you Did you hear that there were shooting stars last night? Multiple signs from the gods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a great like, way to end the And you end and they're like, oh, oh no! no! <laughs> I just and maybe he, I just I like the idea that it's that kind of thing. It's like there was no the only satisfaction was that it died. Yeah, that was you it. Beat it yeah. You beat it this once, and then just to hear it doesn't matter. They're coming. Fuck, I know how my setting ends now. Awesome. Um, <laughs> but I, I think this is a really good villain. I think a really alien. I feel like a lot of this episode has just been us frothing about how cool my flares are. But I think that's with any any monster though. You'll find in the this is how you should treat. Every single yeah. villain and every single monster that you you come across, because mm. a vampire. Look at Strad. 
Look at Curse of Strahd for a perfect example of taking a vampire mm -hmm. and building a world around it. Do you know what I mean? A vampire was as simple as he was a he was a soldier that was jealous of his brother. Spoilers for Curse of Strahd. No, you're the DM. Fuck it. Yeah. You should be reading this. You should be running Unless Strahd. you're playing it, actually, then. Spoilers for Curse of Strahd. But he was a soldier that was jealous of his brother... So, so, and, and also feared getting old. He just feared getting old. And then when he killed his brother, that sealed his fate to forever be a Dark Lord vampire. And he got what he wanted, but he had to take what came with it. And that's the wonderful thing about Curse of Strahd is it's this incredibly condensed... I think so many people... I've seen quite a few, a lot of discourse online of people saying Curse of Strahd's overrated. You're and wrong. That, <laughs> that's it. That's what I'm saying. And I think that's either because... You know, it's hard, being a, I'm not saying this to flat slag anyone off. Uh, being a DM is really hard. Yeah. Curse of Strahd, if you do it justice, is a phenomenal game and you have to do it justice. Yeah. Because Strahd is... Again, monsters go beyond the stat block. Yeah. Strahd is a formidable villain and you need to ham up what's terrifying about him. The thing that's terrifying about Strahd is that he will do anything to get with the woman he quote-unquote loves, yeah. including killing her. Yeah. He will do whatever he can. He's driven by that one thing, but not out of love. It just needs to do it. Because that is, you need to ham up. He's a monster. Strahd is trapped there to be tortured. Yeah. Remember that. And he is there presiding over this thing, thinking he's like, so he can find his letter, and then she's taken from him every time. And another thing to remember, if you look into Strahd, is that even if you kill him and escape, he's, back. he's not dead. The this dark, is an eternal torture. The dark powers won't let him stop. He chose to be immortal, and yeah. this is his price. And again, it's the same thing. You can really... You Imagine need to playing Strahd that way. Yeah. How cool would that be? I don't think I don't know if anybody's ever done that. I don't know if anybody's ever played... To be fair, when I ran Curse of Strahd, I had a different idea for him. So what yeah. I wanted to do was that he knew he was... I guess this is why I was going to say I don't think anybody's ever done it, because I never actually got to do this. I killed my players. Oh, right, shit. I, like, my players died because the way I DM'd Curse of Strahd was not exactly the way that I would DM now. Mm. What I said was, is this is the first time I've done an adventure book. What I want to do is do it exactly how the book says. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to let you go in there and play. There's there's not going to be any... Modification or anything. But nope. Yeah. If you go into a room and it says, this is what's in it, that's what you're getting. And if you're not the right level for it, then run. Yeah, That's your options. My players chose not to do that. And they chose to go to places where, with common sense, you would have thought maybe we shouldn't go there mm. but not none of the npcs would warn them against it not none of the MP none, none of that and i killed them in the emperor temple and then i killed them again because i managed we managed to resurrect a few of them from the emperor temple but i managed to kill them again um in a watchtower because they'd gone around pissing everything off werewolves revenants mm. and something else essentially they had three groups after them and they call. They were in a watchtower. They're in the wizard's tower, and they called out from there, going, "We're over here, you dumb fucks!" And they all just waited outside. That's how they died. Yeah. One of them got away by jumping out the back of the wizard's tower and swimming to safety. Yeah. But literally, I the the way that I wanted to do that, and the way that I introduced it, Strad was saying to them, um, "Look, I'm I'm a good guy. I've lost control of my." my world what i want you to do is go and help everywhere you can so the wizards of wines go help them everyone go help everyone you can what he's doing is he was testing them because mm -hmm. if they succeeded at the end his very it. final test would be like okay now come try kill me yeah and if they did when he came back he'd say to them once i'm dead 
you'll be able to leave Barovia. And if you don't, I'll give you something else. And if they succeeded, what he was going to do was give them a way to bring him back to the material plane. And that's how I wanted to end it. Oh, that would be fun. And it was the idea that Strahd's no longer trying to kill people because he thinks he's better than... He's, he's, like, he's like, no, I'm actually going to escape now. What if Strahd knew he was trapped? How, you know what I mean? What if he gave yeah. up on if, yeah. little things? But this is what I mean by, like, there's so much you can do with him. One thought yeah. I had was to make him be, like, resigned to it. Like, he's just done. Bored. He knows. But every time he sees the woman he thinks is Tatiana, a little bit of colour comes back. Oh. Because he, he can't not... He doesn't love her. That's the thing with Strahd. He, if you read it, he doesn't love her. He's obsessed with her. He's yeah. obsessed with her, yeah. and he needs. She's a trophy to him. Oh yeah. But every time he sees her, he's like, maybe this is the, maybe this is the time. Finally, I end this fucking thing. Yeah. But he can't. And I like the idea of him be, cool. meeting the players and just being like, more, eh? Just kind of just being like, and like every time they this try to fight Tuesday him, the they'll see him at level three. Straight, and the knowing players, they'll try and do something about him, slap him away, and leave. I yeah. don't. I'm just done. I need every time she comes back I will get her if I don't I'll try you're I don't care whatever I've been killed before I'll be killed again but I just like there's so much you can do with him to make him interesting and that's the thing you really have and it's it's hard to do but you really need to ham up your villains and make them scary treating them treating them as monsters and knowing Mm. that they're meant to be scary and and just taking the time to be like you know taking the time to just think how how to do it which is very different to our other one, right? Which was like, he's not monstrous, he's just a guy. But what's scary about what he can do is the fact that hopefully when you corner him, he's gotten out that's scary to well, you. Well, glamour, glamour uh, eloquence bards just talk for a minute. Yeah. That, that'd be the scare, because the equivalent of Strahd's charm is, a, is an eloquence bard's chat. Yeah, I just like all, the idea. All he needs to do is talk for a minute, and he's charmed you if you fail a DC. I just like the idea that and he's then he like, walks or away. even like, you've got him in a room, squared him up what's scary about him is not that he's monstrous is that he's manipulate the situation yeah. whereas if you want a monstrous villain like we've gone for you make them scary a different way especially mind flayers like this mm-hmm. idea of an unknowable unstoppable force can't be reasoned with don't want to be reasoned with can't understand what you mean by to be reasoned with they're just so horrifyingly alien yeah. leaving your players dissatisfied <laughs> like which you shouldn't but that's do the, no, but, but the, that's the dissatisfaction is the scariest part of it. it essentially what you're saying about being dissatisfied is actually having the unknown yeah because the thing that terrifies everyone is a is not not a um not a scary face that's roaring at them what's actually scarier than that is the dark corner of a room hearing the, the slither behind you the beating of wings and you still can't see it and you're like there's a, it's your imagination. There is a dragon, a green dragon, which can turn invisible. And in the, I think it was D&D Next, 4E, before they released 5E, just before, one, this dragon can turn invisible. And the fight with it was that you could only see it by where the rain wasn't falling. Very clever. That's like, that, and that's terrifying. You cannot see this dragon. It's around you. It's invisible. And every now and again, the lightning crackles. You see the raid and you see this rain form of this dragon. Mm. That's really cool. That's a really scary way of doing it. So kind of, if you want to scare your players... Ham that up. Have yeah. the like, real unknown. I am. It is. It is about descriptions. I yeah. have to say, like, and la- sorry, lack of detail. Yeah, as well. yeah. Sorry, go on. No, no, but that I, almost like it's your it's your detail in your lack of detail. Like you pick pick a certain thing and describe that. Describing one aspect of it is more terrifying than saying what it is. Mm. Like, don't name it. 
talk about it. I've made beholder sounds. I never. I try not to name the monster. Um, I did. I tried to do yeah. this a little bit with a beholder recently, um, and also beholders because people forget beholders can look like anything. So I did like a crustacean beholder, <laughs> and my players were really confused. Yeah, they were like, "What is it?" And I was like, "I told you what it looks like." And they're like, "Yeah, but yeah, but what is it?" I'm like, "I've told you what it looks like." Yeah. One of my players was like, "It's a beholder," because all I was like, yeah, "Cool, you've got it." But for a moment, everyone was like, "What are we looking at? And what are we dealing with?" Yeah. Um, and like, you're right. It's the unknown. And I think what we've really, I don't, I think we've, cause there's some more specifics you can kind of do with the villain, like giving them classes, giving them ideas. But I think what we've done with our monstrous mind player is they'll, they've got a goal, become an elder brain and set up a colony. And to be fair, the villainous classes are kind of more like player classes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's, it's like an option to be an evil player more yeah. than anything. Yeah. Cause, cause why would you, you know what I mean? Unless you're like me and you create NPC sheets for your villains yep. you know what I mean then yeah these are nice to use but otherwise. I think the real guide as well as everything we've kind of said about NPCs the real guide to villains is look beyond the stat block yeah mind flayers aren't scary because they're a challenge rating 7 monster they're scary especially in this story because the world has never seen them yeah they have very slowly very persistently taken over a part of a city and will continue to do so with your help and you can stop them if you want but more are coming I like the idea of often when you finish a big battle after a, a monster right you'll be like maybe there'll be there's sometimes a bit of a cutscene of like you go away and you do this i like the idea of just letting the players sit in it being like does anything happen like no what do you do we leave just out the tunnels yeah okay you leave the tunnels. no one knew what you were doing no one knows what these things are there's no celebration four of you have died you've done it you hope yeah it's good it is good i have to say this is this is the best yeah i've said it again i've said it before this is how you should treat your monsters like a troll should I I did I was speaking to Blaine the other day actually, and um, this is something that I want to do for when I end up DMing at some point again, hopefully for the D and D one hundred and one players. Mm. But my plan is to essentially I think I I might have spoke about this to you or on air before about leveling them up uh, with a monster. So every level up is them defeating a monster. Oh yeah, and it's a specific monster. So like mm. level one. Um, I'll put them against goblins and all sorts, but maybe the monster that they have to beat is an orc. And that that monster, that orc, has a whole story. Mm. So hopefully by the end of level one, they feel like they understand that monster. Yeah, that's really, and that's, that's why really it's been good. defeated. And then the second level is a different monster. Do you know what I mean? And then eventually you start building up into like werewolves. I really like the idea of starting a campaign in just like a little village and a, were and a werewolf attacks. But you actually see it come into the village and it drags people out. And you're like, what the fuck do we do? So you go and fight it, but none of you have got silvered weapons. Yeah. None of you have got magic weapons. Yeah. How do you deal with a werewolf that you can't even fucking damage? Yeah. Boom. I kind of did that with one of my little campaigns. I did like the same thing with a werewolf. It was like, they came up with a really clever idea, actually. They started getting, they get as many silver coins as they could. And they cast, oh, cool. they cast uh, a combination of heat metal and men mending to bend the coins and wrap them around their weapons. And I was like, that will work. But there was a chance that every time you use it, the coins will fall off and they'll yeah. cease to be a silver. But that was really cool. They were like, right, okay, we know we need silver. How are we going to do it? What with one this? of them needed was catapult. <laughs> oh, they did catapult as well. They were throwing silver yeah. at it. But yeah, I think what would be a really interesting thing for us to do at some point, yeah. based on this, because I think it's been really like a really good exercise for me, is to go through the monster manual, monster by monster, and go, how do we make this terrifying? There's a lot of monsters. But, but not necessarily, but maybe pick out some maybe, really, maybe, 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 maybe some, some non-scary ones. Yeah. And how do we, like goblins. I'll how, tell you what, 
um, audience, get in touch with us. If there's a monster that, you know, like just on the socials, uh, on, on the old Twitter, or just on the comment section, just if there's a monster that you particularly haven't really looked into, maybe at a future date, we'll, we will do this. We'll kind of do this for every monster. Because what my, my vision for the future of D&D 201 is once we've finished helping you DM, you know, the, ba- the basics and kind of talking about you know, the big blocks of stuff is actually going in to talk about what we do homebrew-wise and monster-wise. So maybe, you know, if there's any thoughts or any requests, please comment and let us know. Something I'd be really interested in is if anyone tell me a monster they don't think we could make scary. Yeah, bring us a challenge. Because I like the idea. A flump. How do you make a flump scary? I like. they're not. They're good. You can't make Yeah, like, okay, a monster that's a monster, but you're like, that's, okay, it's a bad guy, but. Yeah, all right. Yeah, a monster that abyssal chickens are fucking terrifying by nature. Yeah, but um, I was yeah. thinking the, like, even like a goblin. At this point, goblins are. Oh, you can make a goblin. You scary. can. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying, goblins at this point, people are monsters that DMs just throw at the party, and they're and they're technically a player races now. Little guys. Yeah. I like the idea of like getting a goblin and making them scary. We could do that. Oh yeah, we could. That's my. Do you see what I mean? Or taking. I'm trying to think of a silly monster. I'm gonna have a quick look through monsters of the multiverse. I know Ettins are made silly. Ettins. The two headed giants. They're fucking terrifying. They are, but they're often portrayed quite silly because the two heads don't get on and they're like stupid. Oh, here we are. Straight away. I got two on one page. Uh, a Woodwoad <laughs> and a Zvart. Oh, <laughs> How could yeah. you be mad at that little guy? But I, I, I'm already. Yeah, okay. Just, just to, that's interesting. Just yeah. for the people that can't see, a Woodwoad is a uh, bipedal plant with a little sword and with a little club and a shield. And he's got like a little tree trunk head, and then there's like a hole in the tree trunk, and then you can see two little eyes poking out. And a Zvart is like a little blue gnome guy. <laughs> yeah, with like weird sideburns and and like a weird like button nose with really wide eyes and really wide lips with no apparent chin <laughs> or jawline it's just neck pure neck i'm already i'm already <laughs> i'm already cutesied up but yeah i reckon you can make them terrible it's, it's simple shit really you can't it's, see them you don't know what they can do but even that it's simple as as soon as you do see it it's doing something that you fucking wouldn't expect it to like yeah. alright you see you see a corpse but what, what really you struggle with is the crunching sound as this blue figure mauls into its face and it turns pulling out an eyeball and chomps onto its teeth and says hello there <laughs> I like. I, it's like, yeah, you can easily do it. I like the. Oh, also, if you want, if you've got advanced players and you want to make your monster scary, take a monster, swap its stat block with another one. Oh. No, like no one's expecting a. I don't fucking know. Um, an abyssal chicken to have the breath weapon of an adult red dragon. Oh yeah, adding yeah, like, adding ju- little things. Just take it like just swapping it, out and then you're like, they're like, oh okay, we're deal. Or you, they look at a. Um, even if you wanted to get kind of like like use a green dragon and everyone thinks oh it's a green dragon all right poison uh it can breathe underwater we get rid of all that thing prepare prepare maybe fire stuff and then oh it's got the powers of a red dragon you're fucked and it can turn invisible or it can turn into a human being loads of little things um there's a really nice little thing to just touch upon is that um giving your villains a secret weakness yes yeah that would i i I, I'm kind of like on the fence and I think this would be a case by case basis for me personally because the truth, the truth of the fact is, is that, um, you know, especially when we're looking at this mind flayer option, we should name our mind flayer as well. Oh, we have John Mayer. I don't think we should name our mind flayer. Why do they need names? No, unless, unless, well, especially in this campaign, nobody's going to be speaking deep speech. Uh, no. 
and also like no one can even if they because they can even if they were speaking to them psychically even if they did have that they wouldn't need names they just say you and you meet the each mindfully immediately knows who they're talking about because they just like communicate like that well i yeah i guess in law mind flayers do have names yeah i know i like in this it's one of those because i feel like yeah. we've made our our mind flayers far more alien than they actually are yeah we've made them base instinctual creature very intelligent but operating on basically instinct i i wouldn't i, I don't think i'd hesitate to give them names because i think there's something even scarier about being able to rationalize with something that even has a name yeah do you know what i mean you'd be like what you know if if a player asks what can we call you and it's like my name is luckreth and and i come from yeah. far far galaxy away yeah do you know what i mean that just that it just the fact that it talks to you and is it can rationalize with you and then you're okay well look arthur and um maybe you could stop eating our friends and it says no but i would die yeah do you know what i mean it just no yeah because you you're basically personifying it it makes it more human which makes it even more monstrous because it's too close it's too close it's like no 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 no. this thing shouldn't have a name this thing shouldn't have any personality do you know what i mean i i, I would go as far as to say give the mind flayer like a little tick mm. do you know what i mean it's got like a thing that it likes to do yeah it's got a thing you know it is it's cold it's calculating it doesn't rationalize the way that you rationalize but it's got a little human quirk do you know what i mean maybe it really likes dolls maybe every time it finds a human doll it's like these are immensely cute see i actually think coming into that i think that's a weakness so well, i like the, I, I like the idea we think they're uniform right yeah. they are all the same all mind flayers think they're the same but maybe you can exploit yeah. some of them because once they re- once the players realize they're not like some of them do have personality personality because i maybe even i like the idea mind flayers are new to this universe i like the, just i like the fact that mind flayers are new to this world but even or at the, least this nation yeah I, and it's just kind of like the idea that they've gone like mind flayers are like especially have just been recently been transformed maybe they have echoes of who they were before their brain was replaced mm. and that is something the players can try to work to exploit so it's not like a I, my magic soul will kill you one hit but it's a kind of like there's something left there's something left of who was there and if we can amplify that it's like you know the Cybermen Doctor Who when they realise that the Cybermen they go insane. That's cool. And they collapse. It's the same kind of thing. It's like you make these mind flayers remember who they were. They become horrified with their own existence and collapse. That's cool. That's a cool secret weakness. Yeah. And then the Illithrid is like, because oh, like, yeah. that's got nothing to do with this planet. So it's like, no, I've got like, I just like dolls. Yeah. <laughs> the Illithrid just kind of sees it. It's just kind of like, it doesn't it maybe doesn't even comprehend. It. It's like, why are they falling? Well, because yeah. they remembered who they were, but they're not that anymore. Yeah. The mind flayers were here to consume the world. Why, like are they, why do they care? Boom. There we go. Sick. Secret weakness. Fuck yeah. Oh, too good a, at this, this aren't we? Good Hit me up. Fuck yeah. <laughs> too far too away far from away. the table. Yeah. There we are. <laughs> that, was, that sounded exactly the same. Yeah, it did. Weak sauce. <laughs> it felt better, though. Yeah, it did. That's what counts. That's all that matters. Um, I'm happy. Yeah, that's good. That's that was a good, a good episode. That's a good campaign. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Who knew it was easier to make a villain than it was an NPC? Look at that beautiful work. <laughs> that just goes. That just goes to show you. It's always easier to be bad. <laughs> uh, All right, guys. Lots of love. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I've been Niall. I've been Morgan. And this has been D and D Two Hundred One.
Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed, please leave a review. It really helps. A big thank you to our editor, Jerk Sunklaw. If you'd like to check out any cool merchandise, head to littlelineslayer.co.uk, where Julia, our resident smithy, has all our products up for sale. Our next episode will be released on the 7th of November. So, until then, brave adventurers.